and welcome to Gloom and Bloom. This is Christine. This is Taylor. Taylor, how are you, pal? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I'm exhausted mentally and physically. Yes, because you just gone from a trip. Tell I me about did. it. I went on an all-adults trip to Disney. <laughs> That sounds fun. That sounds Uh, fun. It was really fun. We went to Disneyland on Friday and Saturday last week, and we went from 8 a.m. till midnight both days. You are wild. We are. You are so wild. Living the dream. Because all of your friends are also Disney fanatics. Not all of them, but yes, a couple of them. That were there, and the husbands are like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. It was just a husband and wife, and it was great. He did it to surprise her and invited us to come, and then he immediately told her about it. (laughs) <laughs> he's like surprise yes ruined be- because we were all so excited that we were all going so <laughs> that is so fun it was so much fun uh i went on we went on so many rides yeah uh we ate delicious food and what's your favorite treat there well dole whip and i never got one. Oh no it's okay i ate like 17 churros i mm-hmm. ate tacos i, I ate a Did you get any special churros I don't like the special I ones. I don't either. They're too much. No, I just like the most basic, it's pretty much of everything. Every time I get one that's like coated in like every other color, I like pick it up and like half the color falls off. And then I take a bite and I'm like, like whoa, no. extra sugar. Yeah. But they did have an offering of like you could get a normal churro, but then like with a guava cream cheese dip. That sounds gross. It sounded really gross, so we didn't do it. <laughs> I said, I absolutely like, not. I don't know. I'm not much of a big fruit person in my dessert. I don't oh. know what it is. Do you not like a Dole Whip then? I mean, it's, it's not my favorite. literally pineapple soft serve. And then I mean, it's fine. In pineapple juice. I don't get like that stoked about it. I know. Whoa. What is the matter with I'm me? a fruit dessert lover. Like, I, like, I don't want chocolate. I don't mm. want... Give me a lemon bar all day, every yeah, day. I like a lemon bar. <sighs> I just don't want, like, a weird, like, I don't want guava or passion fruit or Mm. even mango. Oh. Like, I'll do, like, a strawberry cheesecake or something. Wow. I just like the most basic of things. What did fruit do to you? Mm, Wronged me. (laughs) I feel like someone's like, you're going to love this mango, and I didn't know anything about the texture or anything, and then I was like, why would you let me go into that blind? I hated that. (laughs) They're like, I thought you were prepared for mango. (laughs) I was not. Like, it's so good. I'm like, it's so slimy. It is so slimy, but I love mango flavors and things. Yeah. Yeah, like Mm. a mango smoothie. I like a dried mango. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. Mm. No, I wouldn't do a mango smoothie. I mean, mango shake. No. I see that. I see that. But uh, one of, so one of my bucket list items, Disney wise, Mm -hmm. has been, I would love to get evacuated from a ride so I can go walk around the ride. Right. (laughs) You're like dropping pit coins off. This to like is my jam dream. I'm just like, oh my gosh, if I could just have this happen, great. So we went on Haunted Mansion, <gasps> and we got stopped in the room with Madame Leota forever. And I was like, you guys, I think it's happening. I think it's happening. It's my dream, and it did. And you have to walk off. <laughs> yeah, some lady came for, who was one of the cast members, and she's like, we are coming to get you all off, and you will get to walk through the remainder of the ride, and. uh I told her, I was like, this is the biggest dream of my life. I'm so excited. And she goes, it's pretty exciting. And she said, she told us to look for in the graveyard scene. There's like three ghosts on bikes uh-huh. to watch for. So I was Did like, you see them? Yeah. Were you like, I'm going to be sprinkled here one day? 
Yeah, I did not tell her that because I can't ruin my thing. But um, they were like telling people not to take pictures because they like don't want to like ruin the magic, you know. So they're like, put your phones away. But I already got some pictures like, because whoops. this was before they told me. But look at how exciting. This is me and Jared just super oh pumped. Oh my gosh. Was it it was cold there? Oh, uh, it rained the whole second day, but I Boo. like was prepared for it. So mm-hmm. I like wore rain boots and I wore a poncho and I wore my coat and a beanie and I was perfectly warm and comfortable, and I had an umbrella on top of it. <laughs> Look at you. I didn't even get a drip on my clothes. It was amazing. That's the best. But yeah, so I was, like, super thrilled. I had, like, all this fun little... I took a picture over here by uh, the wreath. Oh. The creepy wreath. Mm-hmm. It's going to bite you. Oh, amazing. So, Was I it mean, still Christmassy? Yes, because uh, normally they would shut it down in January to remove all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. And then it takes like two weeks and then they open it back up. But they're closing the ride for like five months. Oh, my God. The day after we left, they closed it. Why? For refurbishment. So mm. they weren't going to like take it all down, they're open like, back up for two weeks. The so ashes. they're like, Meh, we'll just leave it up. Mm. But yeah. It was really fun. That is so fun. And I was... But was the other Christmas stuff up? Like, it's a small world and... No. It was all All that's down. So... Okay. Well, I'm so glad. Living the dream. And you flew? We flew. And you didn't get sucked out? We did not get sucked out. I was a little nervous because then at first, Jared's like, oh, do you want to sit by the window? And I was like, yeah, I want to sit by the window. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I've made a huge mistake. What if I get sucked out? And I said, actually, you're the better parent for them to be left with. So (laughs) it's probably a better plan anyway. (laughs) That's also how I feel. I'd be like, "Mm, no, I'll die. I I was like, "Eh, you know, who's going to make a living for our family? (laughs) Raise them to be good people. It's not going to be me. Not me. It's not going to be me. Speaking of airports, yes, I was going to talk to you about this, but then you saw the TikTok. I stumbled across it. Yeah, so there was, there's been some drama at Salt Lake International Airport here. Yeah, because the first thing I stumbled across was not related to what you were talking to me about. No. Just some lady screaming through the airport. It's and Salt she, Lake. She, yeah, she walked past some man and she was like... What did she scream at him? I, she was like, don't look at me, like, you don't look at me, piece of shit. And then she like walks away and she's like, run, yeah. run. She's like, oh like she's coming at him and he is mad dogging her. He's holding his ground. He's like, yeah. And she's like, run, run. <laughs> and he like, I'm like, does she know him? It doesn't no. seem like they know each other. She was losing it. Yeah. I'm not sure what she was so mad about. So that happened. And then that the happened. next video for Taylor was, it says Utah man dies in plane engine. Yes. And so I from what I gathered on TikTok, mm-hmm. was he was trying to get to Colorado because I guess his grandpa was really ill and was possibly dying. So he was like, you know, stressed about getting mm-hmm. there. And he'd missed his flight. Because and so he got we, held up in security. Yes. And yeah. we see him like banging on a door. And he has no luggage with it. He's like, has nothing in his hands. So yeah. I'm like, whatever. He's like banging on a door to like get through to the planes and he couldn't. And then all of a sudden we see him like kick a door open. Yeah. And then we see infrared of his little body like on the tarmac, like walking towards the plane. And then all it says is they found him dead in the plane engine. Yeah. It says that he like climbed into the turbine and yeah, he like, died immediately. Yeah. So then I'm assuming that means he got like sucked up and like, yeah. uh, what are they? Wood chipped. Yeah. Basically. I can't imagine being on that plane and then, like, yeah, the dad said that he called him before he, like, went out there and he was, like, super stressed and he could tell he was having a mental breakdown. Oh, no. That was so sad. I know. It's really sad. Ugh. And I'm like, security seems like there's always people around. There was nobody around. I was like, nobody. why was nobody alerted to It had to have been him, at, like, like, 
three in the morning. You know what? I looked at the, the there was a clock behind him and it was like 9.30 and it, had, it was dark. So it had to be p.m. Yeah. So I'm like. I mean, it is pretty late. I mean, yeah, it is. But I'm just like, it's not like there would be no people. That's crazy. I was really confused. I don't know how it happened, but yeah. Salt Lake Airport is um wilding. It's so wild. Also, they didn't transfer our luggage. We had a layover. Mm. I, we never take layovers. Yeah. But they didn't transfer our luggage. So we got it, though. Oh, the same good. night. That's good. Yeah. That's freaking shitty when you're like, I don't have my poncho. And I was like, meh, it's fine. Oh, this is on the way back. Oh, so I was good. like, I don't care. Yeah. We'll get it. Um, So we went to the airport Sunday because Todd's parents were coming home from Australia. Mm-hmm. They were there at the um Australian Open. They're like big tennis fans. Whoa. Yeah, fancy. It was like trip of a lifetime. She was sending us videos of kangaroos. Like we saw one of like a bait, like a joey <gasps> in a pouch. Like you could see it moving Were they around. boxing? They're so I know. I was like, go I'm there, so scared Punch that kangaroo in the face. Yes. But no, no, nobody got punched, unfortunately. <gasps> but anyway, they were coming back. And so we like went to pick them up. And while we were there, have you heard of Kelsey Wells? No. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't even show you. Tell me. Um, so she's like this Instagram fitness influencer. And oh, her business, I do. I do know yeah, her. Her business that. partner is in Australia. So I'm assuming she was on the same flight okay. as my in-laws. And it was my first time ever seeing her. And yeah. I guess not. that's not true. My second time ever seeing her in person. And I was like, she's so gorgeous. It is. I'm offended. I'm offended. And she looked like still so hot after flying for, I don't know, 20 hours or whatever it is Do you is know to what I her. look like after flying for three Oh, absolute dog shit. Beat down. Same, yes. Beat down. You're like, has that girl been sweating for 20 hours? Has she been sentenced to 20 years of hard labor and she just got out? But to be fair, that's also how I arrive at the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, she was just a tan goddess. She was wearing like a little crop top. Of course. So tan, so toned. Of course. Like, I get bloated from even looking at airplane food. So... It wasn't fair, and I'm well, upset, but she was gorgeous. Yeah. Well, whenever I go to travel, it's like, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I've got to have the snacks for oh, my yeah. travels, like, you know? I'm here. Got to go And so I'm out. like, I've got to get the muddy buddies. I've got to get the, you know, a variety. Yeah. Something salty, something sweet, something in between. every time I don't get both, I regret it. Oh, totally. In the middle of the plane. And then I'm like... But how often am I snacking throughout the day? Not like this. I know. Not like this. Treat but, yourself. But on the airplane and on road trips, it's like, I haven't had a snack in one hour. <laughs> I know. And then I'm like, more. I don't feel great. And yeah. it's like, I wonder why. Yeah. I know. Because where were we? My kid, Millie, mm-hmm. I don't even know where, but she got all this candy from somewhere. And oh, I gave her candy and like a gift bag this weekend as a little prize. And she ate so much candy. She's like, my belly hurts. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. You just ate like yeah. 20 servings of candy. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a stranger to having my kid throw up in my Stanley Cup in the car because they ate too many Starbursts. No. That's happened to Jocelyn twice. And I was like, goodbye, cup. Seriously. It's like, that's done for. Well, our child puked on New Year's Eve because we... and the. You know, in a way, it kind of makes you feel good because I'm like, am I feeding my kids the healthiest? Medium. I try my best. <laughs> it's mid. I really try my best. But then like New Year's happened and we were just eating like garbage all day long. And then, you know, we let them stay up late and my middle child puked on my husband. And I was like, you're like, better you than me. Mm. <laughs> I was like, sorry. I was like, this is why we don't eat like this and why we don't stay up this late. Let's go to I bed. Know. Oh my gosh. And my ah. kids were nightmares because of bedtimes. Totally. Like we're still adjusting. Oh, seriously. Um, okay. So new movie came out. Iron yes. Claw. 
It's like a wrestling Oh, it's the movie. one with Zac yeah. Efron. Zac yes. Efron, yes. Yes. I have not seen it, but I haven't I've either. seen a bunch of TikToks about yes. it. Apparently, it will crush your soul. So sad. Yeah, everybody's like sobbing. Like, there's this big, strong, like, looking dude, and he cannot stop crying. Because who's the other guy? Like, it's uh, Zac Efron and... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the guy from... I want to say he's from Top Gun. The blonde guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Glenn Powell? I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh... Iron Claw. Yeah, Let's you can see. look it up. My phone is busy. Oh, you know what? It's Jeremy Allen White. So someone wrote like, oh, I didn't know that Jeremy, like the guy from The Bear, that that TV show, oh. and the guy from High School Musical uh, were brothers. And he's like <laughs> making a joke about it. And then he shows him coming out of the theater and he's like, I regret making light of that movie. I miss my brother. <laughs> it was like, it was so sad. So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I'll see that. Because, like, it's like people, like, this girl is crying so hard, she's gagging. She's like, <laughs> oh, her and no. her friends, like, they're laughing about how much they're crying, but one friend, like, can't get it together. She's, yeah. like, coughing and gagging. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I feel I'm, like I don't need that. I Movies make me cry. They yeah. do. Oh, yeah. So they I will you. definitely cry in so you it. You go see it and report back because I don't think I can make myself do that. Oh. I mean, it'd be nice to feel something. I, I guess, like but. teared up at the like Harry Potter reunion they did for HBO. Oh. That wasn't recently, right? No, that was like forever ago. Oh, but okay. we started watching it and Jared's like, are you crying? And I was like, nope. I just think of like all the memories that they made together and it's so special that they all have each other. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> like what is wrong with me? Kate saw this video on YouTube and it was like all the actors who have passed away yeah and she was like <gasps> hagrid died she's like snape died yeah uncle vernon died <laughs> i'm like yeah a bunch of them have died yeah That's- dumbledore right yeah He's dumbledore both dumbledores died both dumbledores there's yeah. not a dumbledore I'm left in the world if we need to talk about a harry potter curse because we talked about the glee curse which just was posted <sighs> to our patreon yes finally you sorry guys. about it so <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry but about that. Uh, if you're on our Patreon, please go listen so you can join us for our murder chats and snacks. Yes, on Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. <laughs> Shit. I believe no, so. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Just 10 a.m. Mount Standard 10 Time. 10 a.m. Yes. Uh, what is that from? Uh, elf. <laughs> 10 a.m. Santa's coming. I love it. Um, I have something Tell me. that I was excited about. I feel like people here would be excited about it. I was taking my car in for an oil change. And so, of course, I'm just watching whatever shitty TV they have on oh, in yeah. there. And I'm like, what is this? Anyway, it popped up that they're bringing back America's Most Wanted. <gasps> I don't know why that makes me so excited, oh but gosh. it makes me so excited. I'm pretty sure Elizabeth Smart is going to be a guest on it. Is she? Yes, because I follow her on Instagram and she posted something about America's Most Wanted, but I didn't know that it went away. To yeah, be I honestly didn't either, but I was like... <laughs> This is why I haven't watched it is because it hasn't been on. <laughs> You're like, we're, they're like everyone in America is most wanted. So. But that's how they caught. Yes. Brian David Mitchell. Exactly. Is that his name? I Ooh, think so. What a creep. Yeah. So that's exciting. So Yay. I'm thrilled. Same host. Did you? Know? I think so. That's the best. I know. He can be the only host. It's the only way. It's the only way. It's like Dateline. It can't be hosted by anyone else other than Keith. Keith. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Can't remember right now. Richards? No. <laughs> Keith. I just remember the the page Keith Ling's on things. It's a whole Instagram page. I know, but it's bugging me now that I can't think of his I name. I know. Let's see. Keith Morrison. Morrison. That's right. Like once he's gone, it can be no more. Sorry. It just can't. Canceled. Sorry. Like who's gonna 
Who's going to follow that act? Not a soul. Not me. Maybe us. Actually, (laughs) I'm a really good leaner. Like, Taylor can lean the shit out of everything. (laughs) What's a good way to catch a criminal? How are you going to make people remember things? Humor. You tie a joke to a criminal and they're like, boom, we're going to remember this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh... Me and Todd started watching a new show. We keep a new up. new show. Yeah, we're dropping. Have you shows. finished any of these shows that you've started? Negative. Ne- no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, Jared and I cannot start a new show if we have not finished. See, well, we, well, we just, will start like multiple, but like we'll get to a point where Jared's like, we have to finish these shows before we start new ones. I and respect like, that. Yeah, but I'm not afraid to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Quit away. You Good know job. What? I'm like, I only have so much time on this earth and I will not spend Some it people are like, I don't want to I'm watch. not a quitter. You're a quitter. I, I'm, we're quitters. Alan's quit. No, no shame. <laughs> uh, we, if Todd falls asleep for a bunch of episodes, I'm like, sir, sir, I'm not going to go back and rewatch. Let's no. just move forward. Ew. From this. Why is he falling asleep all the time? I'm like, what does he work hard all day and Ew. he's tired? Get over it. Take a nap. Take a freaking nap. Yeah, he does when we watch a show. <laughs> um, so we started watching the show. I think it's new on Netflix. It's called Fool Me Once. Oh. And it's like this girl, they're British, and she is like so beautiful, it's distracting. Like, oh. she's gorgeous. Anyway. You're like, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even care. I'm just like, I can't stop looking at her skin. Um, No, but she's like in the British military or whatever. And her sister gets murdered while she's deployed. Okay. And she comes home because her family's going through a crisis. And then her husband is murdered. What? And then, so she's like going back to work, dealing with the loss. And then she's watching her nanny cams that she set up. And her husband is on the nanny cam playing with their daughter. Like, oh, my friend was just talking to me about this. The yes. nanny cam scene. Yes. Okay. Anyway, it's like, you're like, what is what in the hell is going on? That person's shady. That person's shady. I'm really liking it. I need to know more. I know. Mm-hmm. That's like literally all I know. I'm like three episodes in and I'm like, what is happening? Must continue watching. Yes, yeah, so I'm super Okay, I might have to check that one out. I know. It's like the first show I've actually cared about in a long time, so I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Basically since Game of Thrones. Like 10 years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to have to watch that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I was going to tell you. I don't think so. I don't have anything either. Well. I'm pretty sure you're first. I'm first this week. Yeah. <clears throat> so, my uh, story this week, uh, first off, was a little rough for me to get through because mentally, I'm in Disney. <laughs> I know, okay? we were going to double record and then I was like, let's not. You're going to hate that. I was like... And I'm so grateful about it. <laughs> okay. So, and it's a little bit of a cold case. Oh, shit. So, um, we're going to talk about Cold this. case like our case, my case last week where it was actually cold or like cold as oh, a no, That no was salt. so sad. <laughs> it was so sad. I went to go post like pictures for the episode and I was like, you're like this I, is just such a bummer. I know, you're like, I can't post any of these dead bodies. I don't like... T- I don't, I'm sure there's some, like, podcasts that do that. I do not feel comfortable posting people's dead bodies on Instagram. Correct. If you would like to look for that. Oh, yeah. You're more than welcome to. But I just, I just feel uneasy. Yeah. I also feel really uneasy posting children's pictures online. (laughs) Even if it's, like, the main person of the story. I'm like, do it once, but I can't. I know one of them, the one where the kid on the slide that is 
he was decapitated. Oh, yes. Taylor's like, do I dare post this? I was like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> it just makes me so sad. Well, and it was like his baseball picture. I know. It was like the sweetest picture. Heartbreaking. I know. But I'm like, it's in his memory. It's not. If it was a picture of his decapitated body, then absolutely not. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story that happened from 1978 to 1992. Uh, There was a series of murders going on along the major highways on the east side of our country, Mm. right here in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spanning many states such as Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Oh, my gosh. Kentucky, the home of D.B. Cooper? That's right. You heard it here first. Same. <laughs> um, all of these women had one thing in common. They had red hair. No! Yes. Fake red hair or real red hair? Well, debatable. So I think I'm safe. This is the redhead serial murders. I've never heard of this. I hadn't either, and it's super interesting. So uh, the red hair is a little bit debatable. So it's uh, some had dyed their hair. Mm. Some had... Like strawberry blonde, some had like auburn. So people are like, it's it's not really red, but it's reddish head murders. Yeah. No, I think it's safe to call it redhead murders. Yeah. So you're not in the clear because <sighs> well, I just dyed my hair and it's actually looking really brown. It's really cute though. I'm digging it. Uh I was oh, by the way, I was laughing so hard at your if you don't follow <laughs> Christine on Instagram, she posted a picture of her from how long ago was that? Oh, my white hair? Yeah. Uh 15 years ago? No. It was newer than that. I saw that. It was like only like six years ago. That picture was six years ago? Yeah, it was my hair school friend. Okay. But, it was but like here's the class. thing. Here's the thing. Because when we worked together, yeah. you did have blonde hair, but not that blonde. No. no. I uh, Here's what I did. Yes. I started, uh, I stopped working in the salon where I would trade with <laughs> Wendy yes. to do my hair. Yes. And so then I had, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it myself. So I painted bleach on my damn scalp. Yeah. For like years. And my hair was like, someone's like, is that not a wig? And I said, unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> but then you were like, uh, going red was the greatest decision. And you rock it so well. Thank you. But I do want to say that you did look good with like a normal blonde hair color. <laughs> Thank you. Radiating blonde? Mm, it was like. I probably would have never thought it in the time. At the time, it was fine. But was- looking back, I'm like, did that suit you? Probably not. Did it do anything for any feature on my face? <laughs> no, it did not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> she going to live? Probably not. You're aging wonderfully is what I'm getting at. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, all these women had red hair. And this prompted fears of a serial killer. Yeah. Right? Uh, and this or in this set of killings, the name the Redhead Serial Murders, or the suspect informally called later on in life, uh, the Bible Belt Strangler. Oh, that's way less exciting. I know. I thought it was going to be like, Ginger Killer 3000 or something crazy. But I don't I don't know why I find it like a little amusing that it's like the Bible Belt Strangler because like you know you I, you could use a belt. Yeah. But it's the Bible Belt. Like as in like a geographical belt. Just saying. 
Uh, okay. Anyway, there were around six to 11, 11 victims. And a lot of these women were sex workers or hitchhikers. So a lot of them were estranged from their families, but not all of them. Well, you know what they say about us gingers is mm-hmm. one, we don't have souls. Yeah. So they're wandering. They're That's looking, one of my favorite videos on the internet. <laughs> for their souls. And two, they say things like, I'm going to beat you like a redheaded stepchild. Oh, yeah. They could have all have been redheaded stepchildren. <gasps> Back then. I think you're onto something. Step parents were assholes. Maybe you if need Cinderella to. Cinderella taught us anything. It's true. <laughs> that stepmother, she just was like, had so much hate in her heart. She gave all stepmoms a bad name. She sure did. Some stepmoms are great. A, l- a lot of stepmothers are wonderful. Exactly. So, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But a lot of this made it uh, difficult for them to identify their bodies for a really long time. So as I tell you the story, you'll kind of um, see like that I'll tell you about how they were found and then when they were discovered of who they were. It's a long time. Um, uh, And another thing that made it difficult was that some of the victims were not native to the states that they were found in. Mm, Yeah. Making it really tricky, especially in the 80s. Yeah. There's not like great yeah. database tracking, you know? That's so crazy because that was not that long ago. It really wasn't. It like blows my mind. You were born in the 80s. I was. And you're basically an infant child. I'm basically a newborn. Yeah. Me and Taylor Swift. Yeah. 89. Hi, my name is Christine Allen and I was born in 1989. That's yes. right. I was mouthing it with it. <laughs> I love it. So let's kind of go into some of these women and that were found. And some of these women have been linked. And then some of them are like, it's uncertain if they're linked at all to this day. Mm. So we'll linked to talk, each other or to the killer? To the killer. Okay. We'll talk about it. So the first body was found in 1981. And by the time uh, April hit... So, yeah, the first body was found in 1981, and by the time April hit in 1985, 10 bodies had been found, prompting uh, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi to request the FBI uh, for assistance with the cases, uh, informing and then forming a multi-state task force to pull, like, to pull information and stop the violence. But it wasn't until 2018 that the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation connected the dots in one slaying one one i know it's so unsettling so these are some of the victims linked in the case in february of uh, 1983 a white woman whose body was found naked along route 250 near littleton wetzel county virginia having auburn hair they weren't sure the cause of death but guessed that it was likely that she was suffocated her body was found after two elderly citizens reported that they found her the body. Uh, they thought it was a mannequin because there was snow on the ground, but none on the body. Oh, no. I know. What does my favorite murder say? It's never a mannequin. It's never a mannequin. So upsetting. And also, like, I, I get it. Your mind never wants to go yeah, to dead like, body. Yes. But, like... Why, like, why would a mannequin be on the side of the road? Right. Why would, why would a dead body? Unfortunately, because I listen to this stuff, I would always, I see a bag on the side of the road. I'm like, Absolutely. dead body. I know. 
Every time I see a box right side up on the side of the road, I'm like, that's full of kittens. Absolutely. Like dying or dead. I need to save them. And then I never do because I'm scared. You're like, I don't want to open a box full of creeps. Yeah, kittens. Yeah, no. <laughs> or a dead <sighs> child or something horrible. Oh, I mean, there was that story of that boy in the box. Exactly. It's not, a, it's not unheard of, okay? I know. So, none on the body, no snow on the body, and the police did find tire and Footprints nearby, believing that she had been murdered off-site at another location and moved there. Okay, so she they found her when she was, like, pretty fresh. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so it says that she had died two days prior to this okay. and was luckily not a victim of sexual assault. She mm-hmm. was estimated to be between the ages of 35 and 45, and she so she was a little bit older than some of these other victims right. that were found later. Which is interesting that she was naked and not sexually assaulted. I know. And she... However, did not look like a transient or a hitchhiker because she was well groomed. Like she had, like mm-hmm. everything was like looking like she trimmed and she shaved and yeah, all the things. So some witnesses described seeing a middle aged white male around five ten and of around a hundred and ninety pounds around the area where the body was found. But that's basically where that ends, and we don't even know who she is till this day. Oh I know. She's just a Jane Doe. It's like the Jane Doe of Wetzel County or whatever. I hate it. I know. Then in September 1984, the body of a 28-year-old woman later identified as Lisa Nichols was found along Interstate 40 near West Memphis, Arkansas. She was wearing a sweater at the time that she was found, and authorities were unable to... Oh, so authorities were unable to contact her family for quite some time. So the police believed that she was estranged from her family and she was not identified until June 1985, nine months after being murdered, being identified through her fingerprints after a couple that she had stayed with in Florida for a little bit identified her. Mm. Uh, but police think it was likely that she was murdered after leaving a truck stop off the highway attempting to hitchhike. Well, never again. So that's the other thing. All these women had reddish hair and they were all found off the side of the highway. Damn. <clears throat> I know. On January 1st, 1985, another body of a woman was found in Jellico, Jellico, Tennessee. I like Jellico. I like Jellico. Uh, she was, is the home of jelly shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. They were invented there? Little did you know. And also jelly bellies. All the jelly things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> she was found face down in an embankment off the south side of the interstate, 75, and by the time that they had found her, they thought that it was likely that she had, it was 72 hours since she'd been murdered. Mm. She was in an advanced state of decomposition and believed that the cause of death was strangulation. Wow. They guessed her age to be between 17 and 25, and she was uh, white, had shoulder length, curly red hair, and green eyes. She was found in a tan skirt and – oh, tan shirt. Oh. Tan shirt, jeans – and had been wrapped in a blanket that they laid later found a semen on. Huh. <clears throat> it's interesting that they're not all like, one was naked. This one has clothes on. I know. It's super mm. interesting. So. Just a maybe sloppy killer. Yeah. She was 12 weeks pregnant when she <gasps> died. Oh, no. Yeah. She had partial dentures holding false teeth. 
And it wasn't until September 2018 that Shelby County Sheriff's Offices announced that she had been identified by fingerprints as Tina Farmer oh my of Indiana. Just wild they weren't able to, because like having the partial denture thing, you'd think that would be like I pretty know. identifiable. It's crazy. 2018. That was like five years ago. I don't even know how long. So wild. So long. Anyway, uh, she was 21 or 22 at the time of her death and was last seen in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was accompanied by a trucker who was heading toward Kent, Kentucky. Kentucky, huh? Mm -hmm. You don't say. You don't say. So she was a mother and had one daughter prior to her disappearing. And she had been reported missing by her family at the time. But authorities in Indiana uh, did not enter her into the national database. Because? Because at the time, Indiana did not have a law requiring law enforcement to enter (sighs) an unidentified person to, like, victims into the database. But why? I know. It's so sad. So they were looking for her. So that's part of the problem. They're like, like, we're not going to look that hard, though. Yeah. They're like, oh, she was in Kentucky. No one here is missing somebody. That is like this. I'm like, well, how about other places? Yeah, they're like, you have to stay in the state you're born in till you die. And if you go outside of it, <clears throat> you're on your own. Exactly. On April 3rd, 1985, the skeletonized partial remains of a young girl discovered about 200 yards off Big Wheel Gap Road, four miles south of West Jellico, te- Tennessee. Again? Mm-hmm. Near... Uh, so she was believed to be dead for four years. Wow. And at, at this point, she was estimated to be between ages 9 and 15. No! I know. No! She was found by some random person who was walking by, and they couldn't determine the cause of death because her bones were all over the place. Oh, my gosh. But 32 bones, including her skull, were recovered from the scene, and her skull was complete enough to permit a facial reconstruction attempt. This blows my mind. I know. I'll have to show you this picture of her because of the attempt. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, it's wild how they can do this. And a lot of these women, because they were found in, like, such, like, states of decomposition, they had to, like, reconstruct their face. Mm-hmm. And um, it's wild just to see, like, what they come up with. So this oh, is wow. her. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of these women, they, like, don't look quite right. because oh, right, it's like it's, like, generated? Yeah. That is nuts. Very Then were they, that girl, were they able to find her family? Well, so, she was wearing a necklace and a bracelet made of plastic buttons. Because she's so young. Oh, and they honey. found a pair of size 5 boots nearby and a few scraps of clothing. Oh, and it wasn't until August... 2022 that she was identified as 15 year old uh, Tracy Sue of Lafayette. Tracy Sue. Mm -hmm. I hate it. They discovered uh, through like familial DNA that there was a family. So they found a family member and this person confirmed that. um, So they contacted them and they confirmed that they had a relative who disappeared in 1978 and they said that Tracy's mother had twice reported her as running away from their home and that she was last seen at Tippecanoe Mall with her friend sometime in 1978. And DNA samples were submitted to CODIS and they were able to identify her remains. Wow. I know. 
I don't so sad. like it. But I can't believe she died in 1978 and wasn't identified until two years ago. I hate it. Ugh. How does that happen? I know. After those two bodies were found later that year in March, police received what they believed to be their first major break on the case. On March 6th, a redheaded woman named Linda Shack reported to police that a 37-year-old truck driver named Jerry Leon Johns. Man has three first names. Red flag. Jerry Johns. My husband's name is Todd Douglas Allen. Mm. Three first names. Red flags. Also, this reminds me of Jimmy Johns. Jerry Johns. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he started it and maybe we should boycott. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to just in case. Just in case. I would hate to support a murderer. (laughs) I, yes. Oh, she reported that this truck driver, 37-year-old Jerry Johns, had attempted to strangle her to death with her own torn shirt. And then when he thought she was dead, he threw her on the side of Interstate 40. My gosh. So he didn't, like, sexually assault her or anything? No. So, okay. I just don't understand that. Because I'm like, what is the point of it? You're just, like, killing someone? Like, right? I mean, there's plenty of people who just murdered and didn't do anything to people. I mean, I guess. Yeah, but... uh, I just, I'm like, why? I know. What is your deal? I know. Not that I think that sexual murderers make more sense to me, but I'm like, at least there's, like, an end, like, I'm doing this to get this. Well, maybe they just get off on doing it. On just the killing. Yeah. I don't know. Make don't it know. make it make sense. I don't understand murderers. <laughs> Personally, I don't align with them. Personally, it's not in my uh, wheelhouse of yeah. understanding. Fair. So. Fair. But luckily, she survived her attack. Linda did and was able to contact the police and they were able to arrest him quickly. And even though he fit the MO of the previous redhead murders, they dismissed him as a suspect for the other killings because he had airtight alibis for the dates. Of course he did. Yeah. But he did get convicted of the woman's kidnapping in 1987. So that's something. And not an attempted murder. No, (laughs) just kidnapping. That's it. But unfortunately, the killings continued. I know. So then it wasn't him. We don't know. On March 31st, 1985, they found another skeletonized body of a red-haired woman found in Pleasant View, Tennessee. And when they found her, they thought that she had died between three and five months beforehand. They were unable to identify how she died as well. She had been found on the side of Interstate 24 between mile marker 29 and 30. And she was wearing a shirt, sweater, pants, and underwear and was believed to be between the ages of 31 and 40 at the time of her death. Yeah, so they're like all over the place, age, mm-hmm. wearing uh, different clothes. Like, totally. They're just hmm. all redheads. Yeah. Like white redheaded women. I wonder why it's a redhead. I know. Ariel didn't even it's, exist yet. It's the Satan, the no soul. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, have to eliminate mm-hmm. their zombies. Yep. In July 2023, she was identified. Whoa. Yeah. Just last year by Tennessee Bureau of Identification. Uh, as 23-year-old Michelle LaVon Inman of Nashville, Tennessee. Damn. I know. I'm glad that they're at least still, like, looking. I know. It makes me happy. But it's, like, so sad. Yeah. And then on April 1st, 1985, the woman of, or the body, the woman of, the body of a woman was found in large white admiral, oh, in a large white admiral refrigerator 
in Gray, Kentucky, alongside Route 25. So on the side of the road in a fridge? Mm-hmm. The hell? Yeah. The refrigerator she was found in had a decal with the word Superwoman on the front, and she had light brown eyes. Her hair was red and nearly a foot long. And after the autopsy, it was believed that she was between the ages of 24 and 35 years old, and the cause of her death was suffocation. And she, so they all like suffocated or like were strangled. strangled. I know. Like, did she die inside the freezer? Like, did they shut her in there? Sounds like it to me. That's awful. And the victim had been dead for a few days. She was naked, except for two distinct pendants, one of which was a heart, and the other one was a gold colored eagle. Like a pendant? How was she wearing a pendant with no clothes on? I mean, they were like necklaces. Oh, necklaces. Okay. She also had on two pairs of socks. One white and the other white with green and yellow stripes. Fun. Crazy crazy sock day. Yeah. There were some reports that she had possibly been calling over a CB radio for a ride. Mm, so a trucker. Like the theme is probably a trucker. Totally. And when she was found, four, 500 people attended this um, John Jane Doe's funeral, which was televised. And the case was a local sensation in Gray because it was a town where basically nothing ever happened. Yeah. But I love that so many people turned out for like a no-named person. It sounds like freaking like Manti would do something like that. So sad. This case became publicized in January of 2013 and the police received some tips, but it's unknown if they ever became solid leads. Well, hell. I know. Super disappointing. And then on April 14th, 1985, young white female was, uh, who was between the ages of 14 and 20. Uh, she also had a slight overbite, had some fillings in her teeth and showing that she had, so showing that she had some dental care. Her fingernails were painted pink and she was found in Greene County, Tennessee. She was determined to be, to have been killed between three and six, uh, three and six weeks prior by severe blunt force trauma and possibly a stab wound. Oh, shit. Yeah. She she must have been a fighter. I know. But her body was in an advanced state of decomposition. And luckily, police were able to obtain her fingerprints as well as DNA and dental information. And she had been approximately six to eight weeks pregnant before she died. Oh, no. But had miscarried before death. Oh. It's crazy that they, like, Yeah, how did they know that? I don't even know. And like maybe she didn't know or Yeah. What? That is know. so crazy. But because she had light brown to blonde hair with red highlights, her case was thought to possibly be related to the redhead murders. Yeah. I don't know. And authorities hoped that the fingerprints would help identify her body, but they were unsuccessful. And missing women were ruled out uh as possibilities of the victim. She was not named until November 2018 when officials announced that the victim was New Hampshire native Elizabeth Lamont. She was 17 at the time of her death. Oh, honey. I know. And that she disappeared on April 6, 1984. She had been staying in a group home in Manchester, New Hampshire, and never returned to her family after she got furloughed. And she was identified through familial DNA. Sheesh. I know. And then this is the point where the police requested help from the FBI on the cases. Uh, there were some inconsistencies amongst the victims and characteristics of the crime scenes because some were found with clothing, some were found without, some had had sexual encounters before their murders, some hadn't, mm-hmm. some were like transient, some had been like sex workers. 
It was just kind of all the words over the place, but they like, they still felt like there had been like some sort of connection because they're mm-hmm. like the red hair and the off the freeway just seems too, yeah, like consistent. Mm-hmm. I know. So, but many of them that, anyway, there are so many of them that even for victims that were found in Texas and one victim from Ohio were ruled out that year as possible victims in the redhead murders. Okay, so let's go back to our pal, Jerry Johns. Yeah. Who's the guy who kidnapped that girl and strangled her. Jimmy Johns' brother. Exactly. Uh, Even though he got excused from the case, it was announced that DNA from him was matched to Tina Farmer. So one of the girls. Was that the girl that he was convicted of kidnapping? No. Oh, okay. Because that girl survived. Oh, right, right, right. Death. So... They were able to match him to Tina Farmer via CODIS in 2016. But unfortunately, he died in prison at in 2015 at the age of 67. Damn it. I know. Why was he in prison? Uh, probably for some other stupid-ass crime because he a criminal. You he know? was a murderer. The grand jury decided that he would have been indicated for this murder. Indicted. Indicted for this murder. I can't speak. It's okay. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Uh, But, yeah, like, had he, like, was he involved in others? Like, it's hard to know. I don't know. I say yes. He was a trucker and resided in Cleveland, Tennessee before his arrest. And then, um, I guess another suspect was a 32-year-old trucker in Pennsylvania who was questioned after kidnapping and raping a woman in Indiana. And she managed to escape before more injury. And he was also dismissed from the investigation after being questioned by the police. Hmm. And I just think, I don't know. So it makes a lot of sense that it was a truck driver. Yeah. By it being like people along the interstate and like all over the place too. Right. But it just kind of went on a long time that they didn't really have a suspect. Plus there's like a lot of cases that are similar enough that it raises questions. Yeah. And I don't know. As far as these... Like, I don't know. I know. Because, I mean, we can't really expect, like, sure, a lot of serial killers <coughs> kill the exact same way every single time. Totally. But I feel like a lot aren't going to be that way. Yeah. Like, and they're we'll more talk- chaotic. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Okay. But I think, too, like, I mean, both these people were, like, arrested and, like, you know, like, oh, it's not, he has alibis for some of these murders, but it makes me wonder, like, too, how well they looked into those alibis. Like, did they right. really, like, figure them out or... Because obviously this other guy, he was like, oh, it was him for that one girl. Right. So was he just good at hiding it? Did people cover for him? Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Because back then I feel like it was easier to fake alibis. Yeah. It is now because it's like CC coverage, your phone, GPS, and like everything. Also, if they're both truck drivers or like suspects, maybe they were working together. Oh, damn. Just throwing it out there. But as far, like, it just raises questions, like, are these connected? Are they not connected? And if you have a bunch of cases that aren't connected, it really, like, hurts. Like, even if, like, say, four or five of them are connected out of 11, Mm -hmm. and you have, like, all these others that are throwing you off, I feel like it really hurts the honing in on a particular suspect, right? Definitely. But all of them were somewhat redhead and um, all dumped off interstates, like I said. So, while some investigators think that these connections and similarities lead them to believe that it was all done by the same person, others say that they are not positive. 
that there's a connection. And one investigator, Brandon Elkins, said, there are redhead females who have been killed in the state of Tennessee around that time. But to say they're all connected, uh, but to say we're connecting the dots on all of these or that they all have to be Jerry Johns, I'm not to that point. I don't know, frankly, if we'll ever be to that point. And then a psychologist named Joni Johnson was asked about the possibility of a murder being fixated on redheads. And Joni said the idea that serial killers wait for the perfect victim is overrated. It's true. Some overrated. I know. I'm like, well, it does happen, but I thought how they explained it was good at this point. So it says it's true that some sexually motivated serial killers do seem to have a fantasy or an ideal victim based on race, gender, certain physical characteristics or some other special quality. But these preferences typically evolve over time. So at first, serial killers are uh, victim choice may seem almost random. Mm-hmm. But as their career progress, a career serial killer, uh, and he developed con- like developed confidence in his ability to learn to kidnap a victim. Some serial killers will narrow down the type of victim yeah. they prefer and will stock more specific types of victims. So I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of figure out what you like and just hone in on that. They like go crazy and then they're like, I actually really liked that specific. The way the redheads. It's so messed up too. Right. Anyway, a man named Shane Waters did a podcast about the redhead murders and said that he thinks that a lot of people forgot about these women because they are, were deemed as throwaways. And they didn't have souls. I know. (laughs) So in his crusade to connect them, uh, he so he connected it connected him with several victims families and and enter and, and with a sociology class at Elizabethton High School in Tennessee and these students developed a profile for the murderer whom they concluded was a male truck driver frequenting I40 corridor uh, and then they also coined the nickname the Bible Belt Strangler so they do think, these high schoolers at least think it's all one victim. It's like high schoolers came up with that name? Yeah. Well. But the woman who was found in the refrigerator uh, was identified on October 1st, 2018 as uh, LC. Oh, no. It's like, it's really hard. To, her name is Epsy. Oh. E-S-P-Y. Epsy Pilgrim. And... um from North Carolina, and she had a daughter when she disappeared who was only six weeks old. Oh, honey. I know. She also had four other children, but the six-week-old daughter thanked the class that worked on profiling the murder and said, the hope of one day finding what happened to her has never left my thoughts. Oh, my gosh. How traumatic. I know. And the police said that they're not going to stop, and they hope to use, you know, modern technologies to solve old cases that have long waited for a resolution. Yeah. It is super heartwarming that they're still identifying victims. Totally. I, love I know. That. That's what my like even though there's not like a solid like oh these are all connected for sure or yeah. like this is like how this ended. I like that it just gives me hope that like they're at least figuring out who the Jane Doe's are. They're trying to figure out who all these people are. And are they connected? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, not a solid conclusion, but very interesting. Uh, that so many had very similar MOs, but not similar enough. And there's really been no one to pin down for it, except for that one guy who's connected to one of them. At least. So, I don't know. What do you think? 
I like to think that they're all uh, connected, but then also I'm like, probably not. I know, but it's just so, I don't know, that many redheads within that amount of time. Mm-hmm, exactly. I guess I would like to see, because obviously, even here in Utah, like we hear about some people getting like shot at and killed, but I'm sure we don't hear about every murder case mm-hmm. that happens. No, definitely. And so I'm like, I would like to see, I don't know, like how common that would be. Well, like and how that possibility it would be, be interesting to be like, okay, what companies are driving trucks through these specific areas. Totally. I bet that they've already looked into exactly, that. But, but it's like, just like, I want to hear these things for myself. Like, mm-hmm. because I guess if like someone was like, if there were like 30 brunettes found off freeways, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't yeah. think like, oh, they're connected. Right. But redheads, but like, redheads seem so specific. rare. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, definitely less common than, like, brunettes for totally. sure. Totally. Well, because that was, like, Ted Bundy's thing was, like, brunettes with hair parted down the middle. But I will also say that that was, like, a very popular way to wear your hair. Exactly. So it's, like, But it's, like, knows? did he pick that knowing that it's super popular and or he just did like, like it? Most but- girls had it because it's, like, oh, in, like, 2006, if – all these high school girls were getting murdered that had blonde, poofy hair and black eyeliner. And be totally. like, that's every girl you're ever going to find. Yeah. At least it was, you're in Utah. It was me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. At least in Utah. Seriously. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. But uh, my sources for this were Wikipedia, anetv.com, The Redhead Murders, Are We Any Closer to Solving the Mysterious Case by C.M. Frankie, and an All That's Interesting article, The Unsolved Mystery of the Redhead Serial Killers by Gabe uh, Pauletti. Well, I really hope that we figure that one out because that is upsetting. It's many girls. I know. And maybe he's still out there and you need to be very cautious. I mean, it is on the east side of the country, so maybe you're safe. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Now I'm going to You just... wear a hood every time you go out just to be safe, well, okay? Yeah, it makes me want to be like, Millie, you just wear your beanie and never I take know. it off. Little, oh, she's so cute. My little strawberry gal. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I think I'd heard of the Bible Belt killers. Yeah, but that's the redheaded killings would speak my pique my interest way more. Right. Not just because I'm a redhead, just because I'm like, what? I know. When I read it, I was like, I must know more. Yeah. I'm like, things going bad in a super religious part of the country. How shocking. Boring. Redhead killer. I'm like, hmm? Hmm? My ears perk up like a little puppy. Oh, totally. Okay. My story. Tell me. Taylor, yeah, in your mind's eye. Oh, I'm going there. We're going back to the <laughs> 70s, first of all. Uh-oh. Yes. This isn't good. It's not starting out Are great. you seeing, like, station wagons? Oh. Are you seeing, wood like, paneling. men in blue suits? Like, pale blue. I don't know. Yeah. Just think of that. Yeah. Lots of brown, as usual. Lots of, like, ruffles on those suits. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what am I thinking of? Like 70s prom? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the 70s, first of all. Second of all, we're going to the rainforest. Ooh. Specifically, the rainforests of Peru. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it's so green there. It is so wet, like so humid. Think of Monica Geller's hair in Barbados. (laughs) My hair would look amazing there, I I love it. It would be It really would. It's curly best. Um... Uh, and the bugs. Wow. So many bugs. So many bugs. And the number of things that can kill you are innumerable. In the rainforest? 
Yeah. Frogs. Oh, I have a list. Oh my god. First up, you've got a jaguar. Yeah. Everywhere. Scary. You have black crocodile. Crocodiles. And crocodiles. Those are crocodiles on crack. <laughs> and they're extra scary. They're extra scary. Extra creepy. You got green anacondas. <gasps> Anaconda don't want none. But only green ones? It said, I googled rainforest predators and these are what came up. You've got piranha. Yeah. Steer clear. So you can't go in the water or be on the land. I mean, I was kind of there this weekend at Disneyland in the Jungle mm-hmm. Cruise. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah. you know. Yeah, I know. There's cannibals there. Yeah. <laughs> you have the electric ill you have to keep an eye out for in the rainforest. Uh, the giant centipede. <gasps> Absolutely no, thank you. <sighs> I really don't like eels. They're, they give no. me the creeps. Ew, no. Ooh. Water snake fish. Yeah. No. no. Uh, and then bull sharks. I had to look it up. And yes, shockingly, yeah. they are found in the Amazon River. They can live in freshwater. You guys, I really hate sharks. I hate that they can travel upstream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Freshwater, saltwater, you're never safe. Yeah. Um, the pool. Yeah. The pool. Don't rule it out. <laughs> they could survive in chlorine. It's called evolution. Absolutely. They could evolve. I've seen some who have developed little tiny feet and hands and crawl their way <laughs> over to the pool. Absolutely. Jocelyn- You've not seen that in Hawaii? I see it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn just told me recently that she told Kate, you know how in the sink, how it has like a little hole mm-hmm. in them? So it's like it won't overfill. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I told Kate to never fill the sink up that much because if she does, sharks will come out of that hole. I was like, Jocelyn! That sounds like an older what? child move. <laughs> yes, exactly. I have definitely told my uh, siblings similar things. <laughs> One of my siblings, I will not name who, uh, swallowed a penny. Mm. And I told them that they were going to get stopped because they had to take a flight pretty recently after. <laughs> and I was like, they will cavity search you. And they were like, no, they won't. I was like, yes, they will. And I told them, I was like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. They'll do it really quick. It's only happened like once to dad and twice to mom. <laughs> They're like, I don't they want were it. Very upset. Oh my gosh. Good job, big yep. sis. <laughs> Freaking dick. I know. I was like, oh, too bad you swallowed that penny. Now that's, you're going to get. That's on you. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, okay. Then we, we, the list goes on. Yes. Continue. There's an. Arapamia? Yeah, those guys. Uh, Yeah, I Googled it, and Google says that it's a fish, and they are very aggressive, (gasps) and they'll even eat their own species. What? And um, if they're not on the move, they may be seen resting along the bottoms, uh, just waiting for people to come by them, and they will eat crabs as well. They'll eat your whole foot? Yeah. (gasps) I want to put it past them. They're like those, like... Fish that they put in like oh pedicure. yeah, and they like kiss your feet and eat yeah. all your dead skin. No thanks. That gives me the creeps. I like it. Uh, there. Then you also have to worry about tarantulas Mm-mm. and uh, poisonous dart frogs. Yeah. If you don't know, they're the super colorful frogs, and I googled they're beautiful. it. Beautiful, so cute. People are like, "Can you hold one?" That's the first thing that pops up, and it <clears> says, <throat> "Even just brushing your skin up against." Uh, one of those frogs is enough to kill an adult human. Yeah, I don't like it. So if it's super colorful in the rainforest, don't touch it. I also, because like we have them at our aquarium. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? Are people, like people, I'm sure people are wearing gloves, but I'm like, what if that thing freaking leaps at your face? Oh, I know. I'm stressed. I also read that when they are like out of the jungle and in mm-hmm. captivity or whatever, that they will lessen, like their toxins lessen. Yes. First reasons I don't but know. But I'm like, how do you get them to that point? I don't know. Time. 
suck yep. suck the demon out of them. <sighs> anyway, so uh, lots of things in the Amazon that can yeah. kill you. And imagine getting dropped there, like survivor style, mm-hmm. and they say, find your way back to civilization. Good luck. I would never make it. Never. Not even one Not day. Not for a heartbeat. Well, that is exactly what happened to our survivor today, a 17-year-old Julianne Kiyoki. Whoa. <laughs> it gets wilder. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I can't wait. In your mind's eye, it yeah. is December 24th, 1971, <gasps> Christmas Eve. Whoa. What year? 1971. Oh, yeah. That was a good Christmas. Santa went wild that year. Yeah. So 17-year-old, just forgot her name, Julianne, was traveling with her mother from Lima, Peru, to the eastern city of uh, Pucolpa to -hmm. visit her father, who was working as a zoologist in the Amazonian rainforest. Oh, my gosh. Smarty pants. Serious. So she had just received her high school diploma the day before, going on her flight. And so now she was planning to study zoology just like her parents. Yeah. So she graduated early. Yeah. She's smart as shit. Both of her parents, scientists. Super smart. Yeah. So smart. Like, they would hate our podcast. Wow. Like, when people... What would that be like? To be so smart? Yeah. I don't even... I I can't even. Life must be so nice. I can't even imagine. My brain can't even open up that much to imagine it. It's just full of, like, uh, true crime facts. Totally. Song lyrics. Yeah. 90s reference pop culture references and that's it disney facts it's like what's the what's the what's pie yeah and i'll be like i'll know three numbers of it yeah 3.14 that's 1.5 <laughs> i don't even know that much see i'm smarter wow you are so intelligent it's, it's a contest yeah anyway okay so at first julianne uh she wasn't paying much attention to the darkening clouds that were happening their no. flight their flight was only one hour so she's like it's gonna be fine yeah um so she watched unfazed, uh, and from her seat, 19F, she was in the window seat. Her favorite. She loved the window seat. I love the window seat Who myself. doesn't? Yes. So the sky turned from blue to black within about 20 minutes. They had 20 minutes left in their flight. Um, soon the plane started shaking, and there was a Ugh. lot of turbulence. It was sending suitcases and packages wrapped for Christmas, like tumbling around on this 92-passenger airplane. Ooh, that's too small. It is. Um, yeah, so then they found themselves in the midst of, like, this thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. The plane flew into a swirl of black clouds, and it was, like, flashing with lightning around them, like, way too close for comfort. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then her mom was like, oh, hopefully it's going to be all right. And that's when lightning hit the motor. No. And the plane broke into pieces. No. Mm-mm. Yes. Julianne said, she says, what really happened is something you can only try to reconstruct in your mind. She described people's screams and the noise of the motor until all she could hear was the wind in her ears. Oh, I bet you never forget those sounds. Oh, n- no. It just lives with you. Yeah. And then she says, the next thing I knew, I was no longer inside the cabin. I was outside in the open air. I hadn't left the plane. The plane had left me. Oh, my gosh. You're just like... I just thought you can't. And even. she's so young. That's 17. terrifying. I couldn't even find my way safely out of a Walmart, probably back then. Oh, totally. I'd be like, Mom. Everywhere help. I drove, like even places that we drove all the time, I was like, Dad, tell me where I turn. I know you're like calling your dad. You're like, have your map quest printed totally. off. Totally. <laughs> like, help me. Help. I'm so dumb. I'm I 17. need to go to the movie theater, please. <laughs> 
Okay, so she was still strapped to her seat, luckily. Uh, She realized that she was free-falling out of the plane, and then she lost consciousness. I would pass out. Yeah, you would. Like, you're falling so fast. Yes. So she woke up. She had fallen 10,000 feet down into the middle of the Peruvian rainforest. Oh, my God. And she miraculously only had a few injuries. Wow. Yeah, so she fell two miles out of the sky. Because she doesn't have, like, a parachute. No. That's so scary. I know. They, like, give a lot of credit to, like, the trees and canopy, like, breaking her fall on the way down. Yes. Um, Yeah, so she woke up. She was really dizzy. She had a concussion, obviously, I'm sure. And and she was in shock. And uh, she could only process basic facts. So she was, like, figuring it out. as She was, like, coming to consciousness. She knew that she had survived a plane crash. Mm -hmm. She couldn't see very well out of one eye. It was, like, swollen shut. Yeah. Um, And she figured that she had a broken collarbone. And she had a really deep gash in her calf and one also on her arm. Um. And then she, like, was back to being unconscious. Yeah. So then she says it took her, like, probably a half a day to, like, get up and get out of her seat. And then she was, like, trying to find her mom. Totally. Because she wasn't with her anymore. Um, But she couldn't find her, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. And then um, on the way to find her mom, she had come across a small well, which I I don't – I'm assuming they mean water. I don't know what that means. Um, Though she was feeling, like, hopeless at this point she couldn't find any other people at all. Yeah. She remembered her father's advice to follow water downstream because that's where civilization would be. She said, a small stream will flow into a bigger one and then into a bigger one and then an even bigger one. And finally, you'll run into help. So I said, everyone, write that down. Wow. Follow water downstream. That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Because if you're following, if you're going upstream, you're going up the river. Totally. You want to go down the river. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Tell your kids as well. Yeah. Because my kids wouldn't know that. I No. Anyway. Okay. Nobody told me this information. Yes. So she grew up with a profound appreciation of nature. Her father, Hans Wilhelm, was a zoologist. And her mother, Maria, was an ornithologist. A what? Ornithologist. Wow. I meant to Google that, but I didn't. I'm going to look it up. So they met as students in Germany's University of Kiel, uh, yeah, so they were <laughs> they they wanted to go into unexplored biodiversity. Like, what does that mean? I'm not even smart enough. Ornithologist is someone who studies ornithology. <laughs> wow, <thanks>. no shit. <laughs> the branch of science devoted to birds. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. They study uh, bird songs, flight patterns, physical appearance, and migration patterns. Hey, somebody's got to know it. Mm-hmm. Might as well be ornithologists. There you go. Okay, so for several years, the family lived full time in the research in a research station founded deep in the Amazon. So she wow. was like familiar with the Amazon. That's lucky. Yeah, at Panaguana, uh, it was named after a native bird. So she was a teenager at the time, like we said. She loved the jungle, learning about plants and animals that inhibited and the rules that governed it. Or as she put it, because she eventually wrote a book, she said, she went to the school of the jungle. Wow. So if anybody's going to survive, like, she's got all the tools. Totally. Yes. Okay. So Hopefully she just was like a 17-year-old that listened, because I was like a 17-year-old that was like, 
<laughs> cool. I was like, not. Just, I was just T9 texting under my desk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to explain that to Jocelyn the other day about like, like T9 text. And we we're like, we'd have to push this button three times to get a, a U or whatever. And she's like, what? Yeah. Like, I know. Anyway. Okay. So she began following the stream down mm-hmm. and she was walking sometimes and sometimes she was swimming and her wounds that she had became infected with parasites. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She said, I had a cut on my arm and after a few days I could tell there was something in it. I took a look and apparently a fly had laid her eggs in the hole. Oh my gosh. And it was full of maggots. No. Yep. I was afraid that I would lose my arm later. After I was rescued and I was treated for, I had more than 50 maggots inside my arm. Oh my God. She said, I "I still wonder how so many maggots could even fit into that little hole. It was no bigger than one euro coin. I know. I'm like, because I was wondering how maggots happen. I was like, how do maggots happen? Oh my gosh. Flies lay eggs, I guess. Have you seen people pull like bot flies out of people? Yeah. That's scary. Have you seen when they pull them out of like dogs? Yes. It's horrifying. They're huge. They're like totally. under the skin. Oh my mm. gosh. I hate so it. I'm like just imagining this as a similar thing, but like many. And I it's know. giving me the creeps. Yeah. yeah. Makes me ill. And it's in her arm and she like can't do a damn thing yes. about it. She's like, what can she do? Pull the worms out? No. Blah. Okay. She said, during my lonely journey back to civilization, I was often afraid, but never of the jungle. I'm impressed. Badass. I'd be afraid of the jungle, myself, animals. I hear one noise. The dark. I'm shrieking. <laughs> yes. Yes, the dark most of all. <laughs> she was never afraid of the jungle. She says, and she wrote the book, it's called When I Fell from the Sky. She says, it wasn't its fault that I landed in it. What are you, a genius scientist not afraid of biology? Wow. Right? And she said at one point uh, in an interview that she stumbled upon a horrifying sight she was rounding the crook of a stream, and mm-hmm. it was on the fourth day of her trek, and she came across three fellow passengers still trapped into their strapped into their seats. Prepare yourself. Uh, they had landed headfirst on the ground with such force that they were buried like three feet in the ground with their legs sticking out. No. So their heads were in the ground. See, that's wild that like she had hardly any injuries, yeah. and they're like buried three feet. Yeah, I know. She, oh my god. Like had all the luck on her side. Um yeah, so she their feet were sticking out and I think they were three women and she was really nervous that it might be her mom. Yeah. So she wanted to check. She said that she went over to them and she was like she said that she was paralyzed and she didn't want to touch them, but she took the one she thought might be her mom. She took off the lady's shoes and the lady had pink painted toenails and she's like my mom never had toenail polish on, so I knew yeah. it wasn't her. She's a woman of science. Of course she wouldn't. She would never. (laughs) Never do something as silly as painting her nails. She doesn't have time. Yes. Okay, but among these passengers, she did find a bag of sweets. That would serve as her only food source for the rest of her days in the forest. Now she just needs to find something salty. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay, so... If you're finding sweets, what is the best and worst case scenario candies for you? Ooh. Best case. Any fruit candy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. Sour Patch Watermelons. I wrote, I wrote Sour Patch Kids. Yes. I wrote Sour Patch Bites. Oh. But my best case scenario is Albanese Gummy Bears. I bought oh, some today. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, my worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. Probably like dark chocolate. 
Yeah, that wouldn't like be great. That. I would eat it. I wrote that mine would be those big cherries. The, they're so nasty. <laughs> it's like chocolate covered with like a maraschino like, cherry and goo around it. It's like the Queen Anne's or yeah, whatever. They're like, they have a pink little thing. They're in a pink no. wrapper. No I, know, I had to Google it. I was like, what the hell are those disgusting things called? Yeah. They're an abomination and I would leave them with the bodies. Absolutely. I'd be like, I will eat mud instead. Yeah, no. Okay, that was fun. All of them give me the creeps. So what was your worst? Dark chocolate? Yeah, I don't like dark chocolate very much. I mean, I would eat it, but like, it gives me the shivers. <laughs> like, Ugh. yeah, I can bitter. do like those raisins because there's caramel on the inside. Oh, yeah, those are dark chocolate. I didn't but even that's realize. about it. I love a raisin. Gets like stuck to your mouth. I do love, I'm like a strange person that like, I love like black licorice. So mm. like, I love like a good and plenty. I would eat those. Oh, see, that would be another worst case mm-hmm. for me. I love them. <laughs> see we just need to get dropped together and then i'll eat the good and plenty <laughs> and the, the cherries the big and cherries and i will not eat the cherries we'll both leave those we'll spit on them and yeah, we'll, we'll run away step on them yeah and mm. someone else comes up behind us and they're like i survived and they're like oh no who smashed my favorite candy <laughs> like what i don't know not it, me it was a jaguar yep <laughs> okay so around this time uh, she heard and saw rescue planes and helicopters above, but she couldn't get their attention because, like, the canopy was too thick. Uh-huh. So they couldn't see her or hear her. No! So I'm like, they needed to be on the ground. Yeah. Because they should have seen that coming. But whatever. Okay. Um. So, yeah, the plane crash prompted the biggest search and rescue in Peru's history. Oh, my gosh. But because of the fort, like, the jungle was so thick... Aircraft couldn't spot any wreckage from the crash, let alone a single person. Yeah, because you said this is in Peru, like the rainforest mm-hmm. in Peru. Like, yeah. how many square miles is that? Oh, like, insane. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, back then, I don't know if you could like pinpoint how exactly you can now. I have no, no idea. Um, okay, after some time, she couldn't hear. She couldn't hear them and knew that she was truly on her own. She's like, they're never going to see me. Okay, so she continued through the rainforest, wading through the jungle streams infested with crocodiles, piranhas, and devil rays. Uh, She said, sometimes I would see a crocodile on the bank and it would start into the water towards me, but I wasn't afraid. I knew crocodiles don't tend to attack humans. And I said, that kid at the Magic Kingdom would beg to differ. Absolutely. We were actually talking about that this weekend, about how terrifying that story was. I know. It's like what I want the happiest place on earth. That's horrible. I know, and you like you hear of like random stories of people that taking people into the swamp or whatever. Totally. But I'm like, I don't know if it's because like it was a crocodile in captivity that they don't behave how yeah. like crocodiles in the wild would. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a thought. Uh, the Peru rainforest is thirty seven thousand <gasps> four hundred and twenty one square miles. No. Yep. It's too big. It's way too big. Ah. I. Hate it. Mm. Okay. So by the 10th day, uh, she was near exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She had only eaten that bag of sweets that she found at the crash site. And she thought that she was starving to death at this point. And here Um, I am. I'm like, I went to Disney for two days and stuffed myself on all these goodies. And I was so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm so She's like, I've walked through the the rainforest for 10 days on one pack of sweets. We all have our struggles, Taylor. Thanks. It's not fun to compare. No. Comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Okay. So she's like, I'm, I don't have very much time left. Yeah. That afternoon, she found a boat and she initially thought that she was like imagining it. She was like hallucinating. So when she touched it and figured out it was real, uh, she said that then she found like a nearby path that led to a little shack and it was like a little hut. And she decided that she was going to like somehow get into the hut to rest and because she was thinking that she was probably going to die soon. Totally. So then when she she heard voices and she was like, what? Oh, my God. And they belonged to three Peruvian loggers who lived in the hut. Yeah. And it says, why can I only think of the TikTok, TikTok lumberjacks? That's all. That's, That's all it. it was. Can you imagine them? They're like got their tripod set up and their shorts and their shirtless yes. with their tattoos and they're like chopping stumps together. Mm-hmm. And then they all step up and save this girl. That oh would be gosh. the best TikTok content they it could ever sure ask would. for. Absolutely. That's yeah. the dream. That's the dream for for lumberjacks on TikTok. Yes. Okay. They really need to step up their game. I know. Once they hear this, they're going to stage it. Yes. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll like the video. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she said, the first man that I saw seemed like an angel. Um, however, the men did not feel the same way. They were very frightened by her appearance. Oh, I'm sure she looks yeah. crazy. At first, they thought she was the water spirit uh, that they believed in called Yemen Jabat. I googled it and she looks like a pretty mermaid. So I was like, what? Like, why I figured she looked like some water demon or something because okay. she probably looked haggard. But yeah, I wouldn't blame them. She had like maggots falling out of her arm. Oh she probably looked beaten up. I forgot about up. the maggots already. <laughs> yeah, and she was like wandering alone in the jungle, which is like, yeah, how did you get here? Totally. Yeah, so they, you know, snapped out of it and they let her stay in the cabin for the night. And then the following day, they took her by boat. And I read that it was a 10-hour boat ride to like, oh my god, to get her somewhere that they could take her to a hospital. Yeah. So it was like not, they were like very good Samaritans. <laughs> Totally. Yes. How many freaking 17-year-olds today could even last at home by themselves for 10 days? None. None. Zero. None. Yeah. Okay. So after 11 harrowing days in the jungle, she was saved. And so she was treated for her injuries. Uh, She was reunited with her father. And she says, we didn't exchange a lot of words, but we had each other again. And I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. Uh, So then she learned that her mother had also survived her initial (gasps) fall, but died soon afterwards because of her injuries. No. Rip my heart out. That's so sad. I was so excited that she survived the fall. Yeah, no. I know. I'm like, how did they get so far apart that she couldn't, like, find her immediately? Truly. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, their Falling seats man. must have like came unconnected. I don't know. Yeah. But that's devastating. So she went on to help authorities locate the plane. And over the course of a few days, they were able to find and identify the corpses of 92 people aboard. And she was the only survivor. Wow. I think that, I think they, like everybody was accounted for. Um, so life following the plane crash was very difficult for Julianne. She became a media spectacle. And she was not always portrayed in a sensitive light. And I was like, what? Why? I don't know. And so I was searching like, it. This idiot survived a plane crash. Can you believe what? it? Yeah. I don't get it. So I Googled it. I was like, Julianne Kiopki backlash. Yeah. I was like trying to figure out like, what could you have to say negative about a totally. survivor? So this is all I found. 
Um, German Weekly uh, showed her eating cake found in the wreckage in the process. And the New York Times reported that she was implying that she was arrogant and unfeeling about the event. I'm like, that never happened. So it was like misinformation. And I was like, why wouldn't she eat food that she found when she's like, I need to, you know, get food. Well, she's so I don't never die. allowed to eat food again. She's supposed to be like just devastated and depressed for her whole life. I don't know. I was like, that doesn't even make sense. But whatever. I can't. Yes. I can't. So Julianne had a very deep fear of flying. Fair. Yes. And for years she had um like recurring nightmares. As you would. Yes. But um, as she survived in the jungle, she eventually went out to went on to study biology at the University of Kiel in Germany, which is where her parents met mm-hmm. and went. In 1980, um, she received a doctorate degree, and then she returned to Peru to um, research in mammalogy, which I'm assuming is mammals. I'll look it up. She married and became Julianne Diller. And then in 1998, she returned to the site of the plane crash for the documentary Wings of Hope about her incredible story. Um, And when she was there with um, director Werner Herzog, that's a name I've heard. Werner Herzog's. If you've seen the like sad beige videos, it's like. Sad beige children. Sad beige toys for sad beige children. (laughs) Okay, so he does those kind of things. I mean, yeah, apparently. No, (laughs) who knows? Um, So she found her seat. She sat in 19F and she said that she found the experience to be therapeutic. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Yep. This is a Warner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. He's a filmmaker, actor, opera director, and author regarded as a pioneer of the new German cinema films. His films often feature ambitions, protagonists with impossible dreams. Uh, We love to hear it. Thank you, you, Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so after she visited the site, she said it was the first time she was able to focus on the incident from a distance and in a way to gain a sense of closure that she still hadn't gotten. Mm -hmm. That was 20 years later. Totally. So she said the experience also prompted her to write her memoir of her survival. And it's called When I Fell from the Sky. I feel like I want to listen to that just because like. I know. How in the hell. I know. Do you survive it? How, How can you even? Do you even continue through life? How do you write about it? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. So despite overcoming the trauma of the event, there's still one question that she wants an answer to. Why was she the only survivor? That's nuts. Yeah, she says it's a question that continues to haunt her, and she said in the film that it always will. Yeah. And that is the survival story of Julianne Kiopke. Wow. The girl who fell two miles out of the sky. I love that story. Right? I mean, I hate it, but I, like, love that she survived and, like, that's insane. I know. Wild. Yeah. Okay, so my sources were, in all this interesting article, the incredible story of Julianne Kiopke, the teenager who fell 10,000 feet out of a plane and somehow survived by Kara Goldfarb. Wow. Uh, Express.co, the teenage girl who fell from the plane and survived in the Amazon jungle on Christmas Day. And I don't have a person for that. And the Washington Post 
article, uh, How a Teen Survived 11 Days in the Amazon After a Plane Crash in the 70s by Brittany Shamas. Wow. Yes. Well, thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. She's pretty badass. She really is. Whew. I've I saw this uh, reel. It was like, me is like this girl standing there with all of her Sarah J. Mass books. She's like me yeah. thinking I can do everything that the heroines do. Yeah. And then I'm like, that was me. That's why I have my Aylin tattoo and my Bryce tattoo. And so yes. now I read this and I'm like, I want to, I want a Julianne tattoo. I want to yeah. do everything she does. Freaking She's badass. Incredible. Superhero. Yes. Real life status. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Yeah, she like trained basically her whole life to survive that event. <sighs> How lucky is she that that's how she was raised right i know like truly i know i wonder if anybody else survived for like a minute and then died trying to you know get saved totally i wonder because yeah like her mom died from her injuries but i bet if her mom wasn't injured very bad then like i just how how did she land in a way that i don't know and those other people are buried yes blowing my mind face first in the dirt it kept it kept making me think of the Grey's Anatomy episode where they have the plane crash. Oh, I hate that episode so much. I know. I was like, "What a freaking nightmare!" Boo, boo, planes. Why are you crashing? I know. <laughs> I I also have been seeing these trend on TikTok of videos who people have never seen Grey's Anatomy watching it for the first time. Oh, I would. Love and to so watch they're that. like filming their friend, like the one where George dies. Oh. People like spoiler alert being like, it's George. Yeah. Or what was the one I watched today? Oh, how they that guy had like the bomb shot into his body. My husband came in during that episode and he was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, I know, but like, I'm in it. I'm in it. I know. And so then he's watching him and like, uh, it's the guy you need to watch Friday Night Lights because it's the coach who's taking the bomb out and then he freaking blows up and the guy's like, no way. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Yes. Tune in with us if you're part of our Patreon. And if you're not, become part of the Patreon Come because join we're us. having murder chats and snacks. And I'm going to find, I'm going to get us our favorite snacks. Yeah. That are our best case scenario snacks. Totally. And truly, you guys, Patreon is like your best way to support your favorite like YouTube channels, mm-hmm. pay, uh, podcasts, like any contact cr- content creators. It is like your one-stop shop of like, hey, I support you. I love you. And we love you back. And we give you extra content. Absolutely. Yep. You'll get... Uh, and you can hang out with us. You get to hang out with us. It's a Zoom call where yeah. you can see us. We can see you. You can talk to us and we can talk to you. And we will brush your face like like mm-hmm. on the screen and we'll Caress say, you. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. That's what we'll say to you. Yeah. I was uh, joking with somebody at Jocelyn's church ball games, which are so yeah. painful, by the way. So awful. <laughs> but, um, I was like, yeah, I do. I do affirmations with Todd every morning. Like, you're so beautiful. You're so brave. And this girl's like, have you not seen that girl who makes fun of those? So she's like, um, I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I have cramps. I just farted. No, that sounds like, amazing. I know. I was like dying laughing. I'm like, I need to see this. Yes. Anyway, we're going to do that to you. Yep. Okay. And um, I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, don't jump in any airplane engines and don't fall out of, out of any planes this We week. hope that the only thing you fall for is our podcast. <laughs> yes. Aww. And we hope that you do less and God bless Bloom and Bloom out. Aww.